0: Okay, get off. What are all the internet. songs that Kanye sings about Pablo? Uh, he did a
1: whole album about it. He does have cute eyes.
2: Yeah. He he's like a happy dog. He's tickles? not one of those lame sad dogs.
1: Yeah, he's he's so calm. Though. Mm. Um, I mean, Jackson
2: probably hasn't even heard him. He's
1: yeah, that's quiet. true. I mean, he's so quiet. No, he, yeah, he, he's I, I, he I can't a... hear him at all. Yeah. When do you think Jackson's <laughs> going <laughs> to realise that this is all a, a, <laughs> a goof? Or are just like, <laughs> pretending Pablo's here just to fuck with him? <laughs>
3: Yeah. And what, like, Grace right. drove over the dog earlier to take a photo and then, like, post it on Twitter and yeah, then drive that back. Oh, Yeah, that photo was staged. The whole
1: thing was scripted. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that photo was from yesterday, dude. Check the EXIF data.
3: <laughs> You'll see it. <laughs> stupid. Stupid.
2: This is a tale of a strange and dangerous world. A world known as Carthus. This is an adventure full of magic, hardship, and ale. This is a tale about a world at war, and the people who are forced to endure it. From the wounds of battle come three unlikely partners, trying to make sense of something much larger than themselves. But more than any of that, this is a story about how to win loot and influence dragons.
1: Hello and welcome back to How to Illusion Influence Dragons. I'm as always your
3: dog-wrangling DM, Ben McAllister. I am your garlic son, Jackson Newsid.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you genuinely baffled Thomas Owen.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I'm your working girl, Grace Chappell. Oh, what a <laughs> oh,
1: smooth Grace. series of intros. That's I don't know what working that means. girl oh, means. <laughs>
2: What's the the movie that I'm trying to reference?
1: Uh, Pretty Women. No, (laughs)
2: no.
0: (laughs) I
1: believe it's Pretty Woman. No, 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 no. There's another one, Pretty Woman. Grace, do you have an alternate introductory name for yourself that you'd like to go by? Beyond Babs Working Girl.
2: (laughs) And I'm Grace Chappell, your hard-working lady.
1: Nice, that's better. (laughs) To some extent. I also uh, have this... Beautiful dog here, which is Grace's dog. His name is Pablo, and Grace has brought him to my home today. And He's a I've, sweet boy. I've never been happier. He's such a beautiful dog. Post that picture on, on, on Twitter, Grace. All right, well. post it, Post it on the tweet now. Uh, it's me holding the dog, and everything is beautiful. So, how are you guys feeling? Are you all ready to to, to, to crack on with a little bit of our podcast, How to End Loot and Influence Dragons?
3: I'd love to. I'd also... I think I should clarify my name, because I realised that my reference n- wouldn't make sense to anyone. and um, yes, do. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense why I was Garlic Sun. Basically, I just, yeah. I c- cooked pasta for dinner, and, like, my hands still smell like garlic. And then I sort of realised, I said that, and I was like, oh, Garlic Sun sounds fun. But then no one would know that, and then I was afraid we'd move on before I had a chance to clarify. And then our listeners <laughs> no. at home would be like, why was he Garlic Sun? And also yeah. your
2: podcasting friends here in the room. It's yeah, true.
3: Yeah, I mean...
1: I thought it was like a Soundgarden vibe, but like you were like the, the garlic, <laughs> garlic sun. Garlic sun. Yeah.
3: Garlic sun. Won't you That's come? The one.
1: <laughs> Let me tell you guys, I'm currently looking at my Gmail inbox and I am um, reconsidering some of my life choices because it's basically all Uber and Uber Eats receipts <laughs> <laughs> interspersed with occasional Deliveroo receipts. It's, and uh,
2: reminders for your parking tickets, which are
1: Yeah, in your reminders fridge. for parking tickets I haven't paid. <laughs>
3: uh,.
1: Yeah, no. There's a lot of there's a lot of challenging stuff in here. In my defense, it's been the end of fringe. Okay? Every time
0: every time we went to the budgie smuggler, I would just wake up the next day and be like, Really? Like that much? <laughs> oh,
3: how? Oh shit.
1: Uh let's crack on with this podcast, shall we? How about a little bit of a recap? Yeah. When we last left our heroes, they had just teleported back into their own plane of reality after spending some time in the mysterious web. They emerged in a small underground cavern populated by hobgoblins. Trazilia propelled the transport tube that they would brought back with them into the foes, and the party quickly dispatched with those who survived the collision. The group explored the cave system, quickly finding the corpses of several hobgoblins that they had not slain themselves, who appeared to have magical injuries. They looted the possessions of the group that had once lived in the caves, finding a number of interesting items, including a delicately carved, valuable silver bell and a journal written in goblin with a map that proved difficult to understand and mysterious drawings of houses with strange notation on them. The party emerged to the surface and looked around. They appeared to have found themselves outside the Ashwood, somewhere to the west, but with no information regarding their position north or south. They received a panicked message from Garrick on their sending stones that implied they'd been out of contact for an entire week. They realized with shock that their time in the web must have passed differently than that in this plane, and they'd lost several days. That brings us to right now. Alright, should we, should we crack on? Yeah, let's yeah. do it so that's where we are right now you guys have walked out of the cave you're standing in this sort of sparsely treed area and there's like a stream running through it and there's sort of mostly plains around you in every direction and along one of the horizons sort of distant you can see what after some viewing particularly probably with jody's keen eyes you can make out what appears to be like a tree line a very long expansive tree line can I get some nature checks from you guys, actually? Nature or survival, whatever you're Ooh. better at.
2: Ooh. Now, while we're rolling, what are these keen eyes that Jody has?
1: Jody's perception's just really
2: high. Oh, right. Yeah, I was like, going to bring up the whole dark vision thing, but I know yeah. it's a sensitive topic. Yeah, I got,
1: got, I, got I got goggles, goggles now, goggles now <laughs> baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last episode. All right, give me those nature survival checks. Mine comes to nine. Mm-hmm. 19. Mm-hmm. Also 19. Oh, nice. Oh. So, uh, Drazilia and Jody, with their high rolls, are capable of figuring out based on, like, the position of the sun and the sort of geography that they have and maybe just their general sort of knowledge of the layout of Carthus a little bit, that they are probably somewhere to the west of the Ashwood. The Ashwood being what they can see extending along the horizon there. Meaning you guys are outside of the Ashwood on the material plane of reality for the first time. You also know that it's probably about... Midday to late morning, uh, that you're standing in front of this stream here, and that, yeah, I guess you know you're west, but you don't really know anything about your position north or south. Okay. So, what are you guys all doing? You've just sent Garrick a message. So, I believe you guys have sent Garrick two messages, and he sent you two back. So, well, that was the third. That was the third okay. you sent, Garrick? Yep.
2: Yeah. yeah. We okay. messaged him first. So,
1: you've got three messages left, one each, I guess, between the three of you. Now, um, does it use a charge to reply? Yeah, you know, I think we established yeah, that it did. Yeah. Garrick's last thing he told you, I don't know if you guys yeah. remember, was that he had headed to Forest Edge, where he'd been somehow arranged like surreptitious travel to Carthus. He also said that there are lots of people looking for you on the road, and that if you were to get to Forest Edge, Kipler could arrange the same for you. You've also got a letter from Hasselback to Kipler that you never delivered. Do you reckon <laughs> they've got cousins called, like, Jacket and Mashed? Um,
2: <coughs> maybe Royal. Maybe they're the Royal.
1: Oh, maybe they're like the
3: secret oh. kings.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: the potato kings. We've got you now, Ben! <laughs> got you now! Hang hey, on, I'm, I'm just gonna change something in the plot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Was there a TV show about a potato king? Am I making that up? Was that like a. Uh, t- t- Tony Gilardi? <laughs>
1: that is an extremely niche joke if you don't live in Australia and probably specifically Western Australia that means nothing yeah. to you but you, you should might have to live, to live in Perth yeah, yeah maybe hey Jackson can you just stick your head outside your window in Sydney <laughs> and scream does anyone know who Tony Galati is <laughs> and see what kind of legit you legit do this man dude, do just, it just right just go fuck your
3: head out the window dude Tony Galati is outside my window <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
0: it's such a dumb sidebar. Bro. Yeah.
2: Wow. Okay, so the way I see it is that we can either head on towards Carthus or drop back towards the edge of the tree line where we'll get more cover.
3: Yeah. In in terms of moving forward with the adventure, I guess. Are, are there any landmarks around that we can notice that like potentially off a map from like the journal or something like that that we can like use as a, as, a, as a waypoint?
2: There was the map in the cave that yeah. we found.
3: So the the map in
1: the notebook on that desk in that cozy room in the cave. Again, like it, it appeared to show the edge of the ashwood as well. Did it um, have roads marked at all? It didn't have roads. It, it it maybe maybe you would intuit that it was a bit more local yeah. than that. <clears throat> I mean if you if you look around, uh Jacko, give me give me a perception check. In fact all of you give me active perception checks. Uh it's gonna be a fourteen. Nine. Uh six all right, Jacko, I'm going to say, like, on the on the distant horizon with that 14, Jody can make out some shapes that might look like little buildings or houses. Kind of, like, some off one way, some off another way. Like, no particular, like, direction that might imply a town, but just, like, little, like, smaller buildings.
3: Is there anything on the map which might look reminiscent of that or is it
1: i mean so as as i described to you the map that you you saw in that notebook appeared to be like shows the edge of the forest and then also shows like there's like a big marked like central rectangle and then there's like a few other locations marked sort of with stars uh just sort of scattered around the sort of surrounding area and if you flick later through the book you most of it's written in goblin but the stuff that's pictures appear to be like drawings of like houses or buildings with like arrows and circles pointing Mm. to like windows or or doors or whatever
3: but perhaps friends that we um there are some buildings ahead perhaps we should go and investigate perhaps someone there might know directionally where where we are
0: it's a bit of a risk but i think we do just need to touch
3: base with someone who can point us in any kind of direction i don't think we have much choice um Jody then like swan dives into the uh the nearby stream and just like bop- <laughs> starts washing off like two types of ooze from his uh his fresh new digs. The
1: goblin goo oh, and yeah. the spider goo. Yeah. Um <clears throat> well that's good. So Jody's had a nice little rinse. Uh and you guys heading on towards do you reckon you're heading towards one of the sort of scattered buildings that's in the direction of the woods or in the direction away from the woods?
2: I guess we can intuit that we came from the woods, we wanna Go
1: in the
3: other direction, right? So, well, we want to go Unless to the forest. It what to what
0: forest I think we want to go there and deliver oh, okay. this letter.
3: Yeah, and it, it'll be the same direction, presumably, as Garrick, and so probably easiest for us to link up with him rather than just going to Carthus ourselves, particularly if people are looking for us.
0: Oh my goodness, what if
3: Garrick is has been kidnapped?
2: <gasps> what if he's been compromised?
3: Tra- Wait, hang on. You don't know. <gasps> um. Wait, does Sending stones, oh, <laughs> his... stones give identity or not? I think you hear their voice. Okay. Yeah,
1: I, be- I believe you might hear their voice, but that doesn't right. mean he's not he's being. Still he should be be so yeah. to speak.
3: Interesting. I'm so spooked now. Hmm. I think we keep it in mind, and we just had to sort of. Uh... Well, I guess
0: if he's been compromised, we should try and save him, so we should probably still head to Forest there. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Well, I
1: Unless know. he's not even there. He, he told you he was on the road to Carthus and that he'd had passage arranged for him in Forest Edge. So you don't necessarily think he's still there, although you don't necessarily
0: know. But also, like, if it's a trap, he could be anywhere. Yeah, right. a trap <clears throat> could be at Forest Edge. That's true. Oh my goodness, this is terrifying. The layers. Maybe it hasn't been a week. Maybe it's just Esme trolling the shit out of us.
3: We need to go find today's newspaper.
0: <laughs> although, it? Garrett, that still doesn't tell us whether or not we're being tricked <laughs>
3: that's true
0: no it doesn't how does <laughs> um, it not about the date right, Garrick, does well we yeah you'd know what the date is but if you were going to pretend to be
3: <laughs> how deep does like conspiracy go are you saying I, the I, farmers are in on it Like,
0: what are you no, no, no 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 I'm saying like if you were like holding a gun to Garrick's head trying to convince him to get his friends to go somewhere. You wouldn't be like, oh, and like also just tell him it's a week in the future. Yeah, like,
3: <laughs> okay, yeah. So you would be like telling true, true
1: things. You can't sure. confirm whether they're being tricked in general. You can only <laughs> confirm whether they're being whether you're being tricked specifically about the date. And okay. honestly, why would someone do that? Yeah, just throw out false
3: shit to confuse you. No, yeah. dude, I th- I think Ben's in on the conspiracy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, so what are you guys doing? Heading towards one of these sort of houses? I reckon we head to one that's closer to the forest. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna assume you guys start walking towards one of these buildings in the it off in the direction <laughs> of the the woods. Is that correct? Yes. So, as you guys are walking, you're walking through planes essentially that appear sort of like mostly uninhabited, but then after a couple of Oh, hours, shit, we can just walk through planes now? We go through a couple of obelisks and
0: we're just jumping... <laughs> no, he yeah, means airplanes, good. dude. We're in, like, an, like an
3: airport. <laughs> oh, yeah, the region.
1: fuselage of lots of different yeah.
3: planes. Oh, it like when the, sort of... when the US had to chop up
0: their planes and show Russia.
1: So, walking <laughs> through these planes, after a couple of hours, you, you probably pass a fence, like, just like a, a picket fence that you can hop over easily enough, and it starts to sort of feel like more ordered and deliberate... And there's probably crops growing. And you might intuit that you're in farmland. Uh, probably not that hard to figure out. And you keep walking for a few more hours, because this is a distant horizon that you're walking towards. The tree line's starting to get bigger and bigger. It's gone from being like a little sort of slightly raised line on the horizon to you can sort of make out some structure to it now. And it's it's probably starting to get dark when you can make out what appears... Well, I, I
0: mean, like... <laughs> I, I don't know if we should add that tension to the party.
1: <laughs> it's dark now. Everybody make out. <laughs> you, you can see sort of this building that you've been walking towards more clearly now. It does appear to be a farmhouse. There's a barn next to it also. So you're telling me there's a
0: farmhouse and a barn and I'm still not allowed to assume it's a farm.
1: I said you and could assume said. it's a farm. It's not that hard to figure out. How many potatoes is it
0: before? Like what's, like, what's the threshold between I grow potatoes in my backyard and I am a potato farmer? It's one potato, dude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ask Tony Gilardi. He's right outside. He'd know. He's, He's up, just shaking he his has... head in disappointment. Dude. <laughs> what, is he listening? Like, is he got his ear pressed
3: <laughs> up to the window? Yeah, dude, I, I, no, I, I, I brought a splitter, and he asked if he, if he could, like, jack he in, and I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. Dude, do you have a ground floor apartment? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like a house. I just opened the window, and he's just, like, pulling the cord through. Oh, no, he's...
1: wow, dude, tell him I said hi. He's being awfully quiet. Um, he's, he's, he's like, listening. Apartment. He's listening. Is he, know. is he wearing, uh, an apron that says W.A. King of Spuds? <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs>
3: Unfortunately and disturbingly, he is completely naked, um, but uh, <laughs> Spud's on display.
1: <laughs> he's standing there silent, naked, and listening to our podcast. <laughs> but it looks like he's, he's loving it, say- it,
3: dude. I mean, I can tell. <laughs> loving
2: it. <laughs> I mean, if he's naked, he probably is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh. I thought you were going to say disturbingly New South Wales, King of Spurs. Yeah, like, it's like yeah. ah, so
1: you, you also took the heart of <laughs> WA when you moved to Jacko Tony Goati, <laughs> the potato king. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, much more <laughs> um so, the thing that you notice about uh, this farmhouse that's interesting is that the you're approaching kind of like if you imagine oh, like on a 45 <coughs> degree angle you know sort of like onto one of the corners so you can see the right hand side of the farmhouse and the door on the right hand side is wide open there's light spilling out from inside it but there appears to be no other movement
3: weapons free and it's getting dark
2: I take my daggers out
3: should we uh try and sell forward, perhaps? And, like, investigate? Like, someone might be in trouble? Yeah, go on, then.
2: You don't think they might be a bit, um, peeved if we sneak into this homestead? I and mean, that's,
3: know? uh, that's implying that I would get caught? <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: I could turn invisible.
3: That maybe is better than what I can... Yep, yeah, okay, that's <laughs> kind of d- dragging me um, in the ground, because I don't have magical powers, but that's, um... <laughs> <laughs> actually I have some cleric magic of my own, so I I guess we are uh, both powerful. So <laughs> <laughs> both powerful wizards. I mean, also when you
0: touch people with your hands, you realign the key energy of their body. That kind of that's kind of magical to me,
3: Jody. Wow, has Duncan
1: just been studying the like monk arts?
3: Hey, Duncan, what are the odds of you like um uh, multi-classing into monk for a bit if you're enjoying this key so much? I'm not enjoying it actually, Jody. I just can see it.
1: Okay, so are you guys standing here having this
3: conversation, or yeah, is one of you doing w- something? Drazilia,
2: oh, no, in but- response, just turns invisible without saying anything.
3: Also, the whole thing is that I just like shattered the whole illusion of the pod- podcast because me, as Jackson, spoke to Duncan, who then. <laughs> 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 That's Jodie. <journey. laughs>
1: podcast is, that. is missing fourth wall. So Drasilia turns invisible and starts walking towards the farmhouse? Yeah. Okay, and what are Duncan and jo- uh, Jody doing? I you? think
0: Duncan is going to weird you out with this one. How far away from the farmhouse are we?
1: Uh, probably
0: 100 feet. He's going to creep forward another... Don't road.
2: creep. I'm going invisible. You'll blow our cover.
0: I'm going to give her a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to creep forward with my short bow at the ready uh-huh. until I'm within 80 feet of the house.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Okay. But probably still at least 70 feet away from it.
1: Okay, what are you doing there, Jacko?
3: I think Jody's probably. I mean, if everyone is sort of like creeping forward, I guess he's probably gonna follow suit to so like stealth up, essentially.
1: Okay, so. You guys take up your formation. I guess both of you, what, like 80 feet is away from the side door as, uh. Did you say 80 feet. <laughs> 80 feet is away from the side door. <laughs> That's very small. Feet. feet Me yeah. yeah. 80 sorry, feet, yeah. sorry. 80 um, feet away from the front door. I, I, I would I'd door. like to
0: clarify that I, I mean more like 75 feet. Okay,
1: wonderful. 75 feet away from the front door. A side door, rather. Druzzy's, uh, moving in invisibly. When you guys get. And take a good position, like 75 feet away with your shortbow drawn and I guess Jody's just standing there like in stealth mode. Some things happen pretty quickly, which is that a young lady holding a crossbow pops out from around the back of the house. Another man holding a crossbow pokes up his head out of like a barrel that was in front of the house, holding a crossbow pointing it at you. And another person emerges out of the front door of the house holding yet a third crossbow. And the lady at the back of the house says, now what the hell do you think y'all are doing creeping into my house at night? Hey everyone, it's me, just checking in here in the middle of the show. Here we are, back-to-back episodes as promised to get back on track for the week we missed. Thanks for listening, and we hope you're enjoying it so far. As you hopefully saw, we threw up a really very cool map of Carthus drawn by our very own Thomas Owen with last week's app, and we might have some other cool bonus content coming in the not-too-distant future. The map will definitely help you understand some of the discussion of locations and directions this episode, so I'd recommend heading to network.com or hgwlate on Twitter or Curion Network on Facebook to check it out. You've all been so awesome about helping us grow the show so far we really really appreciate it we're trying to expand and get the word out at the moment so we're making some cool bonus content that is hopefully a bit more accessible than 18 episodes of a continuous story more coming on that front soon but for now if you have someone you think would like the show we'd love it if you pass them a link to that goofy trailer that Grace made which is up on our Facebook and Twitter or on YouTube if you just search for it or you can point them to one of our special episodes which are non-canonical like Halloween or Christmas anyway as always thanks so much we love you all I won't take up any more of your time we'll be back to our regular schedule in two weeks Enjoy the rest. the show
3: point of contention I'm stealthing, and uh, Druzzy is invisible so can she only see Duncan They've been watching you
1: the whole time you were approaching. So they can see the two of you and they saw Drasilia turn invisible. Which is what stimulated this concern. What are you guys doing? I'm not saying we're in initiative order just yet. None of them have fired at you at all. Uh, If you guys want to start taking actions, we might jump into initiative. But for right now, there's just three crossbows pointed at you in different directions and a lady who's just asked you what you think you're doing.
2: I have a question about invisibility. Okay. Can my movement through the long grass be seen?
1: Unless you have passed Without Trace, yeah. yeah, your steps can be seen.
2: Um, I guess I just stand <laughs> where
3: I am now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So you're probably, like, maybe maybe 30 feet-ish from the door at this point. And, yeah, these guys are a bit further back, standing there. They don't know where you are, though. But, yeah, these three crossbows are all trained on you.
2: Oh, so I could conceivably move, and they wouldn't be able to tell.
1: Uh, they might take perception checks to look. Right. But does anyone respond to the question asked by the lady? I think Duncan
0: probably just shouts out, um, maybe slightly lowers his bow mm-hmm. a little bit, and says...
1: We thought someone might need help. He says, Well, shit, I mean, maybe we would have a couple weeks ago, but right now we're taking matters into our own hands, so, uh... What matters? Uh, the burglaries? What are you doing? I ask again. I don't know any of your faces. I haven't seen any around here. What are you doing creeping into my house at night? Well, like I said, we thought somebody might need help. What happened to the one of you that, uh, disappeared just now? Are you trained in Arcana? (laughs) Because you
0: can probably answer that better than I can. He says...
1: No, I'm not trained in Arcana, I am trained in the usage of this big ass
0: crossbow though, so maybe you should
1: stop talking
0: smart to me. Didn't occur to me that the question are you trained in Arcana actually kinda of makes sense in a world.
3: It doesn't meant to be dumb, but like. yeah. I, I I mean, um my my, my friend here, like, what are you saying? Like, uh, he's talking about Magic? Are you familiar? I'm not sure. I I'm not sure in this world how um how common magic is, but um are you familiar with that as a concept? Vaguely.
1: Yeah, she says. Yeah, I know what magic is. Is it some kind of some kind of spell used? Then I, I don't like not being able to see it. Just
3: uh, t- tell her to tell her to come back. But you see, she only gets um so many spell slots in a, in a day, and so even <laughs> if she, um she not she doesn't use uh-huh. it, it'd be nice for her to at least be in it for the next few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at this point, the
1: guy who popped his head out of the barrel uh, holding the crossbow says, I don't know if I trust these guys, Mel. Uh, I don't like this. They're, they're being they're being shifty. How about we all
0: just lower our weapons, chill out a little bit and have a conversation. We might
1: be able to help you with whatever these burglaries are. She says, look, I'm quite happy for you to all uh, turn around and leave without... Uh... Anybody needing to lower their weapons, but uh, if you want us to lower our weapons, I'm afraid that's not going to happen right now uh, until we see you guys do that, and uh, maybe your friend reappear back in this, I don't know, planar reality.
0: Oh, that's uh, not how that spell works.
3: Uh, <laughs> <you've> <laughs> she said, she said that she wasn't trained else. in Arcana. It, made, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we at least? Yeah, sure. I, I'll, I'll lower... I, I'm actually... Um, I did... I'm not... My, I'm just carrying my weapon, I could just... And and Jody puts his, like, copper rod on the ground. Jody just puts it down? Yeah. <laughs> Look, um,
0: how about we'll go back over there, and we'll camp, we'll leave you in the dark to make out, and then we'll come back in the morning to just have a relaxed conversation.
1: The guy uh, who poked his head out the front door says... I don't know if we can let them leave. What if they're connected to the burglaries? I mean, they're creeping around in the night and everything. It looked like your house was abandoned
0: or in jeopardy, and we were see- trying to see if anything was up.
1: Yeah, we were laying a trap for the burglars, but uh, look, I'd, I'd, I'd be a lot more inclined to listen to what you're saying if uh, your friend was no longer invisible and if you weren't currently holding a semi-drawn boat. You're All right. the one setting up ambushes.
2: All right, Gisilia um, speaks up. We are innocent travelers. <laughs> Why should we trust you?
1: Yeah, uh, when I think when Drizilia spoke up just then, the like one of the crossbows like swung around like to try and like locate where the location of the voice was coming from. But obviously they, they still can't see Drizilia. At this point, the guy poking out of the barrel says, y- "You gotta understand, we- we've been having a string of burglaries. We can't have you coming in here, weapons drawn. Uh, you-, you may have been here trying to help, as you say, but..." Uh... Right now, you're, you're being awfully shifty, so uh, what, hey, why don't you hey, just ex- leave excuse then?
3: Excuse me, why, why don't you um, just tell us what the issue is? Uh, you can keep your weapons trained on us, just tell us what the problem is and perhaps we can help.
1: Hey, the the guy not holding his bows alright by me, the, not holding his staffs alright by me, he can stay. But, uh, the <laughs> the problem, friend, uh, is the series of burglaries affecting this farmhouse and the other farmhouses in the area, we... Figured that, uh, considering we were getting no help from, uh, anyone in the, uh, local, uh, militia, that we would, uh, try and take matters into our own hands, and, uh, as you can understand, people turning invisible and holding weapons and creeping up to the house is, uh, pretty concerning, given the climate of, uh, of that kind of thing. If you are interested in helping, as you say, why don't you put your fucking weapons down and stop being invisible or fuck off!
3: Wait. Uh, what? Brazilian. What went? What went missing? What was the? What was burgled? All kinds of shit.
1: Family shit. Uh, I think. Uh, I lost all my daddy's silverware. Uh, uh Phil over there lost. Uh, uh, some some jewelry that belonged to his grandma and uh, Mel times Evans. I lost the bell we used to uh, tell the cows it was time to come home. It belonged to my grandfather and it was immensely valuable.
3: <laughs> uh,
1: well, um,
3: we f- we found that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So um, they,
2: uh, reluctantly becomes visible again. Okay.
3: Who <laughs> <So laughs> has it? I think, I well, I okay. mean, let's let, let's call it this way. Let's say I have most of, like the, the random bullshit. T has the bell. Does that make sense? Yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah.
0: fine to me. Um, okay, so I think Dunkan says, Look, I think I've got your bell. We found it in a cave with some hobgoblins. And if you all... Lower your crossbows so that I can safely put my bow down. I can give you
1: your bloody bell. Mel, Mel says, uh, why don't you show me the bell, have your friend there, reach into wherever it is and grab it, and then if you do have it, then uh, we'll, we'll put down these here crossbows.
3: I gave you my terms. No, no, no. Duncan, allow me to reach it out of your pack. I don't trust him, mate. But you can trust me, Duncan. And then like... <laughs> And then, like, Jody goes over and starts trying to, like, awkwardly fish into Duncan's back. To, like, to <laughs> run, like on out. his back. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, like, it's, like, really, it's really deep down. And so, like, Jody's like, like really, like, bent over over Duncan's back. Who's, like, probably a fair yeah. bit shorter than him as well.
1: Okay, so assuming Jody reaches into Duncan's bag and eventually hold, holds this bell aloft, and can in his own bag pull out various of the other goblin-related loot, I think you, you start to hear like murmurs of recognition from these three people holding the crossbow. And particularly Mel says, "Well, I'll be damned if that's not my granddaddy's bell. Where'd you find that?" And uh, slowly starts putting down her crossbow. I told you we found it in a cave with some goblins. Yeah, I mean specifically where, dipshit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was about a day's walk yonder.
1: She says, Okay, alright. Did you happen to kill the hobgoblins while you were at it? We Yes. <laughs> if you uh would be so kind as to return those items, then uh I don't see why we can't all be friends here.
2: Josinia just takes the bell out of Jim Khan's hand.
1: It's not over hand, hand yeah. and
2: walks over to the lady.
1: Okay. Yeah. As as you do that, she she visibly chills out and uh accepts the bell and says, Thank you so much. Hey, uh how'd you do that disappearing thing?
2: Um uh Sorcerer's of secrets. <laughs> if you hadn't made me waste one of my spell slots, I might have told you.
1: <laughs> she 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 kind of laughs a little bit and says, "Well, you know, tensions are high around here, as I'm sure you can understand. But uh, this is an immensely valuable family artifact, and I can't uh, thank you enough for bringing it back. So, uh, well, I guess we should. Uh, what What do you need? What did you come here for? Where's the nearest town? She says, oh shit, that'd probably be a uh, crossroads, about a couple days' walk north, or depending on which way you're going, you could also uh, head over to Forest Edge, which is, uh, you know, into the woods over there, and uh, north again. Great. Thanks.
2: Um, could we, be, chance, camp in your one of your beautiful fields, my lady?
1: She says... <laughs> My lady, man, is Trussie she uh, turning it on?
3: She, Jesus.
1: Yeah, she. She. I mean, like, it is dark, Jack. <laughs> yeah, she actively laughs when uh, you call her my lady, and she says, "Well, uh, uh, people have always said to me that a flattery will get you anywhere. So, uh, you know what? For bringing back the bell, you can you can camp inside or in the barn or wherever the fuck you want."
2: Uh, <laughs> Does the lady give the other two a shit-eating grin? <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: right. I mean, I I certainly um, I could use a good night's rest. Um in in a in a bed you say? Is there a bed that possibly <laughs> She she uh she thinks about it for a minute,
1: she looks at the trivia and says, Yeah, I reckon I could make up three beds for you if you uh wanted to stay the night. Usually I charge for that sort of thing, but uh, I figure this is more than enough payment for services rendered, and uh by this point the other two guys they came out the front and the barrel, respectively. I guess the one guy had to, like, clumsily climb out of a barrel, <laughs> which is uh, not a particularly graceful activity. They, they both uh, walked over, no no weapons in hand, to, to see the, the pile of shit that I guess you were sorting through to find the, the bell and see if any of it was theirs.
2: All right. Well, should one of us keep watch for these lovely people?
0: Um... John Kahn maybe pulls the other two aside and says, they seem perfectly capable of keeping watch of the house I suggest we all rest in the same room and one of us keeps watch of the room
1: so after after like taking the bell and then going over and talking to the other two guys who have picked up like I'm gonna say uh, if you want to go ahead and remove like 150 golds worth of stuff from the party kitty so 50 each yep yep miscellaneous shit that they are like this is their stuff They, they leave most of it still then uh after talking to them she says well shoot that uh Got a little hairy back there, but uh, I just want to say thank you to you three for for bringing this stuff back. And you said it was, it was goblins or hobgoblins about a, a day away? Do you think there might be more of them? We've been getting burgled for months now and uh, all our farms have had stuff taken and uh, wondering if we still need to be on the lookout. Did
0: there we... are a lot of them and they're all dead.
2: Yeah, we probably killed them all. <laughs> I mean, s- some of them were dead when we got there. we <laughs> were not mass murderers. And...
1: She's like, shit, some of them were dead? You guys showed up to the cave. Sorry, where'd y'all come from? That way. The forest. You went from the forest
3: over there into the cave, Uh, and you came back this way. I wish we could say that we were um, skilled uh, uh, survivalists in a way, but um, I must admit (laughs) that upon leading the party, I um, I got a little bit lost. um, Hence the (laughs) end of the day.
1: Why do you think we're asking you where the nearest town is? <laughs> uh, okay, roll uh, an assisted persuasion check there, Jacko. So go ahead and take advantage to convince Man. her that you just. Pull. Jody, what are you
3: doing? Get back in your lane. Just,
1: just plumb plum
3: got lost, uh, trekking about. <laughs> well, that's going to turn that six into an 18. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, She kind of looks at you for a minute,
1: and then uh, hearing uh, your accent, maybe she's kind of like, well, I suppose you're not really around here, are you? So uh, I suppose I can believe that. Uh."
2: To answer your question, the goblins looked as though they had been burnt.
1: Um, (laughs) Is Duncan giving Brasilia the eyes that Tom is giving Grace right now? (laughs) Yes. like, why the fuck are you telling random peasants (laughs)
2: about
3: secret magical shit? Shut (laughs)
2: up, Tom and Duncan. Does that mean anything to you?
3: Now, Grace, you are asking the lady that has no conception of what magic is. (laughs) (laughs) No,
2: but she's in connection with any other burglars or... Other things that have come through.
1: She says, uh, so I guess at this point are you all kind of like heading into the house or what? I'm, I'm going to say the, the other two guys uh, whose names I'm so sorry that they didn't get to come out. Uh, in fact, Phil Ryerson <laughs> and Buster Connors. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> oh, you should not let them come out organically. Yeah, no, such they such a fail. They take
1: their shit and leave. Uh, they, they're like, well... Uh, they leave. Yeah, one of them's like, well, Mel, uh, seems like you, you got things under control here for the night, uh, we gotta get back to our own houses, uh, it's gonna be a, a bit of a trek, and uh, we got our own families to look after. It's gonna be fucking easy to kill Mel now. <laughs> <What's he doing?
2: laughs> Do you, was that in character?
1: No. No. So in they the um, they take their, their possessions, and then they go to their horses, which were hidden out behind the barn, and they ride off back to their farms, you and Stuart, You guys head inside with Mel, or what? I think um, one
2: of us should stand guard.
3: Jodie wants a snooze. Is that Jody in character? He went for a
2: smash? Is that what's going on here? What? <laughs> I'll I'll start and go out, guys.
1: It's fine. It is um, off I was,
0: I was <laughs> suggesting we all stay in the same room. Focus on keeping the party safe instead of the house.
2: But we'll be able to see from outside.
0: But Mel is in the house, and what? I don't trust her as far as I can throw her. Now, why not? Is a good question. You know what? I'm going to make an insight check. Okay. I'm trained. I'm going to get seven, and I'm going to add four to that.
1: Okay. So, at um, 11, my... Yeah, she seems on the level to you. She seems like uh, a particularly headstrong and uh, maybe proactive young lady, but uh, she doesn't seem like she's lying to you. Let's put it that way. All right. Jody's already tucking himself into bed at this point. <laughs> so, uh, as, as you guys are heading into the house mel is asking you these questions about where you've come from where did you go where'd you come from cotton eye joe she she (laughs) believes that you guys all got lost and in response to the the statement about them being burned she's like no i don't that doesn't that doesn't ring any bells for me but uh (laughs) that's uh no pun intended (laughs) (laughs) interesting that a, a bunch of them were dead by the time you showed up any idea what might have caused that Sometimes goblins hear me
0: coming and just kill themselves.
1: (laughs) Oh, my!
2: They burn themselves
1: alive? (laughs) Yeah, burn themselves to death, apparently. She says, well, that is uh, interesting. Maybe we should have to head out and and take a look at it ourselves, see if we can figure out if there's more of them we need to be worried about or what. What
2: I wouldn't.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't. Right. She says, "Okay, well," and 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 she
3: goes and she gets her map of the local area off the wall. Is Jodie in bed or is nice. Jodie staying for this conversation? I think Jodie was like about to head into bed and then heard Duncan be like, "I wouldn't," and then he's like slowly like he's like stops in over. the doorway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, she goes and gets her map off the wall and pulls oh, it out because she's
0: a farmer who owns a map. What a weird world! What? <laughs> Why is that weird?
2: Why is that weird?
0: I'm just saying, like, medieval society, how many of those people do you reckon would just, like, growing wheat
1: and then also just bought a map?
2: Like, all of them.
1: Or, like, drew maps maybe to keep track of their farm boundaries and the neighbouring farms and, like...
2: <laughs> and where the local things were. <laughs> and the
1: towns that they just sell their shit at. <laughs> I would say farmers are
3: you think some of the people never left their living room? Okay. have
1: most okay. occasions okay. owned a
0: map. okay. Whatever
3: she gets her map <laughs> down. I think
0: "map" would be a strong word for whatever a farmer in the middle ages could jot
3: down. <laughs> wow!
2: Some <laughs> realer <Surreilla>. petite bourgeois <laughs> ideology is coming Throwing in. Throwing
1: some cartographic yeah. shade here, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Well, with that said, metal choose. You guys not heard of what, the Lost
2: Island of Roanoke?
1: Yeah dude, that shit is fucking
2: crazy with the map.
1: This was like an early like European settlement colony in the Americas that just like disappeared. And, like, nobody knows what happened to the whole town. They've
2: never found any traces of the 100-plus people who lived there.
1: And, like, the town was just abandoned, and there was this word carved into a tree, Croatoa. Oh, I have heard of this. It's obviously, like, so, like, you know, there was a settlement that was dropped off by a ship, then the ship went back to Europe to get stuff. By the time they came back, like, I guess probably fucking two years later, they were just gone. Like, nothing there.
2: the reason that I brought it up is... I was watching a video about this last night. The guy who settled the place was a cartographer and he mapped it and it is like a hundred percent precision to satellite images of the area today. And this was in fifteenth sixteenth century.
3: Well, 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 Thomas Owen. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's like yeah. four or five hundred years better science than this farm lady could even have witnessed. Hey, you know, maybe it's a magical fantasy world
1: where we Dude. don't draw direct comparisons with specific medieval time periods. Dude, yeah, we mate, made a sled
3: it, out of a metallic clown. Like, what are you talking
1: about? We're <laughs> not farmers. <laughs> okay. So, she pulls out this map, but I guess Duncan can't see it because it can't load in in his mind. <laughs> it's just a big texture gap where this map is for the rest of you. And, uh, she... <laughs> (laughs) She holds it up and you can see that it's like sort of a bit more of a zoomed out version of a map than the map that you had before. You can see, uh, like Mel's farm property is kind of sketched out. It shows a few of the surrounding farms, the Ryerson and Connor's farms. It shows- Who are those people? Oh, They were like mixed up names from the film Groundhog Day just because they got in my head yesterday and we were yeah. recording and it was fun. I thought I <laughs> recognized one of them from Groundhog Day. But as I was
2: soon like, as you said Ryerson. None
1: of them are names from Groundhog Day. <laughs> anyway, shows those farms and it shows to the north of Mel's farm property the King's Road and marked on it a town called Crossroads. From that... You guys can probably intuit you're somewhere like here, sort of west of the forest and you're kind of like southwest of Forest's Edge, which is maybe Forest Edge is like the very upper sort of northeast corner of this map. It's basically like the sort of same latitude as Crossroads, but like a bit into the forest. So that she says, where, whereabouts uh, Whereabouts do you reckon you ran into these uh, goblins and, and holds up the map and asks you to just kind of like pinpoint where this cave that you were was.
0: I point at somewhere between here and Crossroads.
1: Okay, nice. So you just lied? Make a deception check for me. Mate, I'm Intelligence 8. I'm not lying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what
1: you can't do is use stupidity to conveniently lie. <laughs> You can say, I okay. don't know, and maybe be telling the okay. truth. Okay,
0: I'll, I'll, I'll go like somewhere around here, uh-huh. in a big circle around roughly where it would be.
1: Okay, based on that, I'll give you a lower DC deception check. Oh. Because uh, that's a, a more believable lie. Oh no. Oh no. Eight. Okay, okay. Well, now we have to kill her. I'm not going to tell you what that insight roll is, but it's pretty funny. So...
0: It's probably a nine or a seven.
2: Or a one or a twenty.
1: <laughs> Maybe it's like six that That'd be very funny. Oh <laughs> dude, yeah, you know, the sex number? Yeah, <gasps> nice dude. <laughs> hey, hey, uh hey, uh great Gracie, go ahead and um take a photo of this and, and post it on your Twitter as well. Alright. Just come, come take a photo of these dice. It's a 69ers Yeah, yeah I'm doing a <laughs> bit,
3: it's, it's really funny. Yeah.
1: If you want to see the funniest like visual gag of all time, go, go check out. Uh, yeah, send them to me. I'll put them on the HWA Twitter. Right.
2: So if anyone looks at our Twitters, they will know exactly when we recorded this episode. That's true. The fourth wall is broken.
1: I'm sorry. Jacko, you ruined it. You broke the barrier between podcast and reality. <laughs> oh,
3: man. Oh, jeez.
1: All right. So the last thing that happened was that dice roll to convince her of the map. Uh, you don't know whether she buys it or not. That you are... I won't say that you're like lying about location, but that you're like not telling her everything you know. And she's kind of like, okay, uh, I guess we'll have to go uh, scour the area and see what we can dig up. But, uh, anyway, uh, how Look, long... let me level with you. Go on. Don't go there.
0: Uh, and why am I... Intimidation roll, I'm trained.
2: Oh, no. You said you were trained in the last game. It's 19 plus 3,
1: 22. Okay, what's the basis of the intimidation here? you Are trying to intimidate her to believe... It won't be safe for her. ...that it won't be safe? okay, I'm going to say with that role, she buys it, that it's not going to be safe. She says, why, why not? What's uh, what, what dangers are there? Do you think it's more goblins or what? Even me talking to you about it starts to put you in danger. <laughs> oh, that's not even necessarily a lie. So as you say that, she, she looks at Duncan and her expression towards Duncan changes from like, not distrust, but maybe a little bit of dislike to a little bit of, I don't know, surprise. And she's just kind of like, all right. What would you say your name was? I didn't.
2: <laughs> um, this guy, he gets so weird after dark.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, great. She uh, she says, Okay, this is all really strange, but uh, it, if I'm going to be honest with you, you've done me a favor here, uh, bringing back uh, my granddaddy's bell and uh, letting me know that uh, at least the hobgoblins appear to be dead, but... Uh, I'm a little confused. I'm going to take a little while to think about this. Uh, I got some uh, leftovers from dinner if uh, any of you are hungry. And uh, I'm going to, it's all the same to you. I'm going to turn in for the night. If you need anything else, we can talk about it in the morning. Uh, what was for dinner? She got some stew left over. It's uh, it's still warm, sort of sitting in the kitchen. I guess after she didn't eat all of it, she figured she couldn't really keep it, so she just leave it warm and see if she wanted any more later. Uh, but it's conveniently there for you if
3: you want it. Uh, Druzzy, yeah, do you mind um, to- torching this, maybe? <laughs> torching it, yeah, a Little, give it a little zap. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. microwave <laughs> halumian.
1: Yeah, so, so you torch uh, Jody some. Let's see what's in the. I mean, obviously potatoes.
2: But dude, what variety?
1: The same oh kind no. of tatties that go Kibble. in t- tattie cream. <laughs> we're eating Kipples? <laughs> <laughs> <Kibbles. laughs> no, the same kind that go in tattie cream is what I'm gonna say. I think those were just the big white ones. Um, then there's oh. also some carrots, some peas, and maybe mm. maybe a little bit of lamb. Oh.
2: Okay, I'm gonna take a couple of. Potatoes, scoff them down, and mm-hmm. go outside and stand guard.
1: Is Drosilia also a vegetarian? Have we had this conversation before? <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: 100% no. I have to live vicariously through her,
1: bed. <laughs> So Drosilia goes outside with her potatoes to uh, stand guard?
2: Yeah, just to keep an eye on the horizon. Just to keep an
1: eye on the horizon. Okay, yeah. and what, uh, Duncan and chomp chomping some stew and going to bed, or what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess Josie goes to bed at some point, or are you guys sleeping in shifts to keep watch? Yeah, we can do that without ruining our
3: rest, yeah, yeah. So, yeah Long rest, yeah. yeah, okay.
1: So you guys yeah. sleep in the shifts, and keep watch, and uh, the night passes uneventfully. So it's the next morning, and uh, you guys are here in Mel's farm. Mel's already up, she's out, uh, I'm gonna say milking some cows as you guys awake. What are you doing? You think you're gonna hang out and try and
3: mind me some information, or do you think you're heading straight off? Gotta get out of here.
2: Yeah, what information... Would be helpful.
3: I believe we should make tracks as soon as physically possible. Ideally, we might actually try to not make tracks because then we will be easier. That's
1: funny.
2: I think we thank Mel.
1: Okay. As you guys are leaving, I guess you have to walk up to Mel to thank her for her. Before we go up to her, I
0: think Duncan says to the others, By the way, we should leave here heading in the direction of Crossroads and deviate on the way.
1: Smart. Okay. So, as you guys walk over to Mel to thank her after you get the, the pleasantries out of the way, she says, hey, look, uh, something occurred to me last night that uh, I didn't uh, mention to you guys at the time, but I don't know if this is related to uh, whatever it is you guys are doing out here, but uh, a couple nights ago, maybe just over a week ago, I, uh, I did uh, see uh, a figure Walking through the night on the edge of the horizon, it uh, some someone wearing all black robes and uh, they didn't stop in at the house. I was watching them as they walked past, wondering if they might be part of the burglars. But uh, if they were, they didn't stop. They didn't stop at my house, and uh, I haven't heard reports that they stopped at anybody else's that night. So they were heading from well, the same rough direction you indicated on the map here, and uh, off in the direction of crossroads. Not sure if that uh helps you out with anything you're doing, but uh, anyway, thanks for the bell, and I uh, wish you best of luck. Um. All right, we out, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, can that be canonically how Druzzy ends, like, every social interaction now? Like, we out, bye.
2: <laughs> yeah, with her, what, 16, 16 charisma?
1: Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> 18 it's very charismatic. charismatic. All right, so do you guys head kind of, like, north, a little bit west in the direction of Crossroads, away from Mel's farm? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Off you go. So you're walking for a while, and then after you're out of sight, do you sort of deviate more east? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think cool. we had
2: to try and get into that Probably other forest. The forest so something. we have to cross the King's Road to get to Forest Edge?
1: Uh, Well, the it's the sort of on the King's Road. Yeah, you can come up onto the road and then go east along into Forest Edge, or you could go into mm-hmm. the forest and then go north. Yeah. I, I think, think
2: maybe there's too much heat.
1: Mm-hmm. We go into the forest first, I think.
2: So you think we go into the tree line and then kind of sneak up to yeah, Forest Edge? I would say essentially. So. Okay, I think we should take extra precautions, though. I'm definitely going to need some extra foliage.
1: (laughs) Well, you'll find that in the trees. So, okay, you guys, like, as soon as you're outside of the house, you just, like, straight west. You're running essentially, like, east rather, parallel to the King's Road, like, south of the King's Road, just along into the the Mm -hmm. woods at the edge of the forest. Okay, so I'm going to say it takes you most of the day, but you're back in the trees now. You're, like, back in the familiar trees of the forest late in the day. You'd be thinking about camping for the night, or you could push on through the night. But you are now sort of back maybe a mile or 1.6 kilometers for everyone who uses the metric system. How many feeters? Uh, feeters? <laughs> well, a, a foot—a feeter is kind of like the—it's the the average of a meter and a foot. So I'm gonna say like something like 0. 0.65 meters to one meter. So yeah, maybe yeah, like a you know one point six kilometers or two thousand five hundred feeters ish into the tree <laughs> into the trees. Uh, yeah. What do you want to do? You're gonna camp or you're gonna push on? You probably would know from like the maps that you've now seen, even though any maps that you have don't really cover this area, that it's gonna be sort of roughly due north, maybe like. Do you ever feel for most how of the day? Like most of the day. Like if you woke up probably until dark gonna take you heading north
2: I think we should push on because Jody has those goggles
3: yes oh. I'm so excited to use them as
1: well yeah, uh, alright so it's night time it's dark now you put on the go goggles off. and you're gonna push on I mm.
2: mean do yeah, we have sure. to sleep if we're on full
1: after a certain amount of time you do or you take exhaustion points but you don't have to sleep every night like you can certainly push nice. through so you guys press on through the trees, heading north towards Forest's Edge. How are you doing this? You're, you're obviously on foot, but are you like in a line? Are you in a group? Are you spread out so someone's in front and someone's
0: behind? Probably in a line, probably with Percepto Man up front, mm-hmm. maybe.
2: How many feet of Dark Vision do your goggles get?
3: Same as Dark Vision, the racial trait.
2: 60
0: feet?
3: So I, I'll take the lead up front and then... Um, does, Duncan, do you want to be the vanguard? Uh,
0: Yeah, I'd say that
1: probably makes sense. Cool. Is the vanguard not the front? The vanguard was like front and center. Yeah, in fact, no, I'm on the rear guard. You're the vanguard. My apologies. Wonderful. Uh, So yeah, you guys are proceeding through the forest and for hours you're trekking along. Uh, And it's still maybe, you're not like at forest's edge. It's maybe a couple hours before dawn when you get a beep in message from your boy Garrick who says to you, no word yesterday. Are you still okay? I am halfway to Carthus with books and information. Lots of heat. Get out of Ashwood. Love, Garrick.
2: What does he mean? No word yesterday. Did we slip through time again?
1: No. You woke up on Mel's farm and didn't. None of you sent him any messages. Oh yeah. And that was all day yesterday. I mean, I guess it's still the same day, seeing as you guys haven't slept. So yeah, maybe you're on um, the no word yesterday. He says no word today.
2: Um, I think Dazilia messages back like we messaged you last. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, left, you left us on red. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: I don't know, what else do we want to say?
0: Maybe like, is Kifler still able to help us in Forest Edge or are we wasting our
1: fucking lives? So you're asking him?
2: Yep. Is Kifler still able to help us in Forest Edge or are we wasting our fucking lives? It's one word too many.
1: Or did you include the ones I you said before? My four, yeah. Okay. We messaged you last. Okay, you can, you can say we messaged last. Uh, Garrick responds, should be able to. Clandestine operation revolving around ale carts. You'll understand when there. I've discovered information about web rendezvous at place we discussed. Love Garrick, uh, <laughs> uh, which you guys probably remember seeing. As it was only like two days ago in your memory. He said he would meet you at an inn outside Carthus called the Watchful Protector, where Garrick and Duncan <laughs> had spent many hours, oh, uh, yeah. many many a night on the ales.
2: Wait. Why does he shift into coded language? Is he he's compromised.
1: <laughs> Why would he not just say watchful protector? It's
2: less words. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's weird. He might just have company who he can kinda trust. He might
1: also not know who's got a hold of your stones. Ah, oh, yeah. Mm. Okay, okay. So I'm going to say, unless there's anything else you want out of him right at this second, you continue on and it's maybe like you can just sort of start to see a crescent of dawn peeking over the horizon. And when Jody spots with his uh, keen night vision-goggled eyes sort of up ahead in the trees some sort of
3: rustling or
1: movement. But he can only...
3: Just see it. I, I raise my hand to the other side and to get to the halt and then I like I drop down. Like uh or not, not quite getting prone, but like sort of crouching more. Is are we like sort of in foliage and that sort of thing here or it, it's just like woods. You're walking through yeah. trees. So I sort of like uh Heading move behind on. some some cover essentially. Okay, so just like behind a tree, you guys mm-hmm. do the same? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay.
2: And we watch to see what happens.
3: Yeah, I guess
1: at this point you can probably take active perception checks, all yep. three of you, seeing as you are now on guard. <laughs> Six minutes.
2: 14.
1: 20. Okay. Jody, you see, in the same direction that you saw a little bit of movement before, what appears to be a distinctly humanoid figure dart from, like, one tree to another, moving in your direction.
3: Okay. Um, I ready in action to attack it as soon as it gets, um, like, within striking distance of me, and I, I whisper to the others, like, get ready. Okay. So... As you're
1: doing this, you keep watching in the direction that you can see this motion coming from and eventually uh, you see, again, the same figure moving from tree to tree. It's a man wearing full plate armor running from tree to tree carrying a sword and that's what you saw because that's a man lumbering around in armor. What you didn't see was the sneaky boys in the trees behind you. Everybody roll initiative as an arrow thwacks into the tree above your head, narrowly missing you.
3: How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Thomas Owen, Grace Chappell, Ben McAllister and Jackson Newsett. Editing by Ben McAllister. You can find details of all the music in the show notes. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where Grace talks with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them, or still interested, where we look at film and TV that has been rebooted or remade and try to figure out why they thought it was a good idea. Check it all out at curionetwork.com.